0: Mm. hello and welcome to another episode of this particular album is very very important to me i'm joel spence
1: (laughs) and and i'm joel spence uh, and i'm deborah Tarika. this is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very very important to them and here they share their memories great and not so great and emotional connections great and not so great and we all get to listen to it through their ears Joel, I was just joking around when I said I'm Joel Spence.
0: Were you? I was just making a little joke. I'm I'm Deborah Tarika. Oh, what a relief. Do you want to do your song first?
1: Sure, I can. The year that this album came out, (laughs) the the featured album came out, and uh, I don't think we've done 1986, maybe we have once, but um, 86 was so so high school. I don't think so. Right in the heart. And an eclectic year of music that year, um, but I picked uh, "I Am Superman" by REM because Life's Rich Pageant came out that year, and I love that album. Um, do you know this? Uh, do you know? Were you an REM fan at all, Paul? No, I was not. Hate? No. Cool. Uh, I, but there are certain
2: bands that fit into this category of like I respect mm-hmm. what you do. There's a couple songs that I like. People I know are huge, gigantic fans, yeah. never moved me. Fair. Uh, now let's hear that
3: song.
0: Are you shocked that I know this song? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I guess it made a little sense to me. Tell it me. does,
0: and it, it it connects very tangentially to my song.
1: Oh, really? You wouldn't know it by knowing this okay. song. But it's intriguing. It's I crazy. wish I had researched this, because um, this is a cover. I bet cover. the listeners do, too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is a cover song, and I can't remember, oh, fuck it.
2: I actually used to know this because I listened to Scott Ackerman and Adam Scott's As podcast a, yes, about right. R.E.M. You listen I, to
0: their podcast even though you don't care for the band? It's because yeah. you care for the people.
2: Yes. It's very kind. Yeah. And some of the songs I do like. And okay. it's also, there's interesting stories that go into it. Yeah. <laughs> some boring ones too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Welcome to our podcast. Wait, <laughs> wait for the boring stories because they're
0: coming.
3: coming. <laughs>
2: I wish people could see Joel's paper shredder is just at the ready.
1: Yeah, it's the been feds, pulled out. You Never know when the feds are going to be here. <laughs> like, did I come at a bad time? No, 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 no. Let's just bang this out. Let's just bang this out, and I can. Uh, that baby's full too. <laughs> yeah, I can I've see been, the little he's window his headshots. It, condo? I yeah. His headshots. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I shred my headshots. Why? Why? I don't know why. I don't want them just... My loose headshots in the garbage. Like, do you... <laughs> do you bring them home from an audition and then you put them right in the shredder? No, it's because I overbuy them and, and oh, I've see. moved on to another headshot. I'll start I shredding see. them. <laughs> With <laughs> grand gestures. Um, I have moved on! <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it the clique? The click? The click? Probably ah, the click. That That's familiar. the original band. The Texas band. Um, okay, so I, I'll probably... Uh, I love this song I always love this song And my band <laughs> my, I was in a band In high school Called Love Taco So Ooh. good <laughs> Yeah Oh, so good Nothing to unpack <sighs> um, And <laughs> our first There was a band That was older than us um, and they were sort of the band that everyone hired for parties. And I it kills me that I cannot remember their name. But they were really cool to us because we were the next you know, they were juniors and seniors, we were freshmen and sophomores. So we Was it Sex Burrito? <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Yes, it was Sex Burrito. I loved it. So they were playing a gig, and they said, <laughs> why don't you, you can play during our break. We can just use our instruments to kind of help you have your first gig, and, which was really cool. That's nice. And we played th- two or three songs. One of them was Superman by R.E.M., uh, still uh, knowing Superman was in their set as well. <laughs> right. And are they, you serious? Yeah. That's tremendous. <laughs> and they actually said, are you sure you want to do that? And we were like... Yeah, we uh, not knowing, uh, I think... Oh, they, so you told them. Oh, yeah. They like, did. hey, we also are going to play <laughs> I Am Superman. Yeah. That, and you guys have not played it yet, or they had played it already? Uh, That's I believe a huge difference. They, yeah. they yeah. were going to play it in the second half. Of so And they still let you do it. And because we only at that point knew about four songs and I Am Superman was one. Now I And pre- that was the case that you made, right? <laughs> it's like look. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. I wish we I wish we had
1: a lot to choose from. <laughs> you don't understand
2: these things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and did they still play it in their set? Yeah.
1: They they were. This is how. This is how
3: like free and easy everything
1: was, or they didn't care because they knew they played it better. I think it was that, and no one, it nothing mattered. Uh, But I played (laughs) bass on this song, and I I have to play it again because the opening.
0: Who played it better?
1: I'm sure they did because I've got a story. Okay. okay. Now, listen for this bass beginning. Okay, so it's very subtle, but it you hear the bass do this little sort of two-note
2: Even if riff. you don't notice it, you feel it. You feel it. Yes. Yes. It riff. takes the song into what it's going to be. Yes. You can't right. have the song without it. Yes. You can't. You,
1: can't. you cannot. You, you just can't. You guys you know, are playing right into my hands right now, because I was playing bass, and I knew that. I was like, this is the most important part of the beginning of this song. <laughs> right. And so I was n- so nervous. Uh, never, didn't think I was going to be nervous until I got there. And I was like, oh no, we're about to play in front of this girl that I was really into. We were just starting a relationship. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Realistically, how many people are there? 40, 50 plus. <laughs> OK. That's and a good amount. It was sure. at a club that yeah. somebody had rented out, and it was for like a party, I think. So we started with that song, and I'm like, here we go. And I fucking botched it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that hard of a thing to play. <laughs> I thought this was going to be Did it throw the like, whole thing off? No. Like, even if
2: you were an additional bass player in the band, and it was like, all I, want you, all I need you to do,
3: play these first two
1: notes, then you're done. <laughs> Anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. It I felt confident because it was it was that easy. I was like, uh, this is gonna this is like fast, easy pitch. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna Then I disappear into the rest <laughs> of the song. Disappear <laughs> yeah. into the rest of the song. And I just mis- the hit perfect it. the crime. Did they
0: did the second band also do it to make you feel better? <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> if only. Uh, and, like, he had just winked at me. Like, you know, the bass player was like, yeah, I got you. I got 40 pack. people are like, R.E.M. <laughs> did it wrong on their album. <laughs> I heard it twice. Oh and I God. was, we had two more songs to play. I think it was a Cure song we played after, and I can't remember what the other one. But I was distraught for the rest sure. of the gig and afterwards. And everyone was like... It's okay, man. Like, don't worry oh. about it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, you don't understand because I had built so much. Well, yeah. you
0: were right.
1: Yeah, no, you, you were, were right. right to be upset. You were yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, yeah. thank That's you. That's pretty
0: disappointing. So thank you, you for
1: validating. <laughs> we went on to have great success.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I own three Love Taco albums
1: <laughs> on vinyl. Obviously, I just digitized all my Love Taco. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You
0: Somehow can. that sounds so gross.
2: <laughs> I just
0: digitized my love taco.
1: <laughs> what are you up to, digitizing your love taco? <laughs> All right, let's go on, move on to uh, "Every okay. Little Bit" by Patty Griffin.
0: So, this song, are you familiar with?
1: Yes, this I. Song? Am. You oh, not what? a fan again.
2: <laughs> no, I mean not a not a fan. I like what I've heard.
1: Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't
0: know That's that much okay. about Patty. I'm Griffin, not mad. Uh, there's no. There's no. <laughs> yeah. This is about me, not you. Uh, understood. <laughs> understood. So we've talked, I've talked about this song. I've like hinted at it or whatever in many episodes. Because yeah. I decided that this is my particular album. Living With Ghosts by Patty Griffin oh. is my particular wow. album. It's
3: funny how a morning turns a love to shame. Disgasm disfigured.
0: What this song means to me and this album means to me is like, has spanned decades. Mm -hmm. So I grew up in LA um, and there was a radio station for a very short span of time. When did you move out here? 94. Okay, so do you remember 101.9? Yeah. Like KSCA, I think. It was. Like came, it existed at the right time in my life. They played like I Am Superman and a lot of R.E.M. and stuff like that.
1: And it wasn't a college station? Or it, was like that. A it was not a college commercial. station. Oh, cool. It
0: was like, it lasted like two or three years and yeah. it was like, my sister introduced me to it as she did with most of my music especially at that age and this was the song I had never heard anything like this this song played they played this song mm, on their radio crazy. station mm-hmm. which is crazy yeah, that's wild and it was the most beautiful song I've ever heard and it probably made me cry when I first heard it it might make me cry right now that's not what we normally do here but like if it happens you know what man sure let it, let it happen it's I've even had you believe in that This is one where I heard the song and I was like, I have to buy this whole album. Start to finish this album is so beautiful and so meaningful. Um, I never, I like bought her other albums. Nothing ever quite like lived up to it. I've seen her in concert. She didn't play a single song off this album. Maybe one, but like she's got, I I was like so disappointed. Because that was a big album for her. I think it was her debut album too. That's uh, very surprising. Yeah. And maybe she, she may have played one, but I was, maybe I was just like hoping for my favorites and. This is actually also one of my, like, favorite memories with my dad, who we all listened to the station. He told me, I texted him last night telling him I was going to do this and he was, just to confirm the memory was true. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, yeah, that was my last shot of being hip. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like trying to listen to those that and like, uh, now all my favorite composers are dead. That's what he said. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I,
3: like,
0: all right. I mean, I think all of his favorite composers have been dead for a very long time. Yeah.
1: He put his stereo in the closet after <laughs> that, that and just never touched it again.
0: But we, it was like my junior year in high school, and this radio station was going off the air and my dad and I stayed up in my room listening to it going off the air. Wow. And like, I went and like looked it up because I was talking to my sister about it and like trying to remember this radio station because it was so long ago and there's like, people talk about it. It's like you had to, I had to like really dig deep to find people going like, I loved this radio. Like it was so special to everybody that listened to it and then it was gone and then 103.1 kind of filled that need for a while which is also gone but It was just...
3: Yeah.
0: I just learned that this was her debut album. Mm. And it was... uh, She put it all out there. Like, Mm -hmm. she just had it so much to give with it. Was this
1: um, pre-Indigo Girls for you or post? Post.
0: uh, Mid. Indigo Girls came in in and around. That's like my... If I had a band, it would be Indigo Girls. Yeah. Um, if I created a band, it would be called the Indigo Girls. If which you is, were is Lou like, Pearlman. <laughs> yes. Yes. I oh. uh.
3: oh,
1: haven't thought about that uh. name.
0: But Indigo Girls came first they in like the early the 90s. the Little Fair Lou Pearlman. <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I would take that and I would
2: own it. Sure. My wife is a big fan of Betty Griffin. Is she? And... and it is sometimes contentious in the car when she drives. And the, the thing is my wife likes to listen to she will listen to the music at the volume you listen to when you're by yourself in the car. Yes. yes. But I'm there now. <laughs> and so there's a particular I can't remember which song it is, but there's a particular Patty Griffin song that starts out very loud. Okay. And, you know, she's got a she's got a high register. And I will always ask her to turn it down just like a couple notches. And she said, the, the last time it happened, she's like, man, you hate Patty Griffin. I'm like, no, it's just, it's too loud. That's all. It
0: is. Uh, and we had Janie on the podcast mm-hmm. with Alanis Morissette. Yeah. I'm sure she, she complained about me. All, all she was complaining about you and then want it to pl- be played too loud. The whole time Joel and I were like, can we just turn, turn it, it down? Up. Um, Alex came with me, actually, the Patty Griffin concert. And Ooh. that's something I, I like won't, I don't, I won't ask him to do that Mm -hmm. for me in general like I will never I would I would a thousand times rather go to an Indigo Girls concert by myself than with him because I don't want to worry about him I want to enjoy it and not think about him Mm -hmm. but he was very kind he came to the Patty Griffin concert with me and like brought a book he brought he should have we both kind (laughs) of just it was at the Wiltern and we just kind of like Sat there. So, I, like, I don't really yeah. play her in the car, like, <laughs> right. or, and you know, like, I, because he doesn't, he did not complain that's not, that's not his style, but he, like, yeah. I think he just quietly tolerated. Well, sure it was and a good found show. It was. It was interesting. Yeah. Like, it was cool. Did you get to sit down? We did. We sat down the <sighs> whole, whole time. You don't want, I don't want to go to a Patty Griffin concert in the stand. No. <laughs> that's not, I don't know. Um, but that's, that's my song. That's great. Yeah. So thank you. I've been holding on to it. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is the episode I want to do it. Been holding on to it for a
2: long time. It's a good song. Man, I'm glad I was here for this. This is a big ep for the pod.
1: All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Thanks once again for tuning in. If you're digging this podcast, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review. Deborah and I love doing this show, and good reviews help us continue to bring fun guests and great albums to you. Special thanks to those of you who already have rated and reviewed. You know who you are, we know who you are, and we're looking forward to reading some new ones. And now, back to the program. Our guest is a comedian, actor, writer, and podcaster hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, Is Is that true? It is true. Okay. Yeah. I just don't know why it's germane.
2: (laughs) He is known for his... And yet
1: it is, as you'll soon find out. uh He is known for his work on the podcast, Freedom, the Pod F Tomcast. Comedy Bang Bang as well, right? Yeah. I've been on that.
2: You've and heard of it.
1: So many more. Uh, he can be heard as a voice actor on BoJack he Horseman. Want
2: to try to pronounce spontaneation.
1: Oh, oh, spontaneation. Yes. You, you know were what? Afraid to say it. I didn't put it
0: in there. I write the bios. You write the bios. You know what? It's, here's the, the, j- the deal. D- I, I found this with a few different people. You have too many things. I have too many. You things. have too many things. I could and I won't not. Stop. I honestly went through and I uh, you'll, I threw in Venture Brothers because that's my, <laughs> uh, that's what I wanted to sure, put in there. Absolutely. <laughs> And You're the Worst.
1: You'll see. Oh, yeah. Joel's never going to get through it. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. Oh, it's not over. Bob's <laughs> Burgers. And the Venture Brothers, and could be seen most recently in the final season of You're the Worst. <laughs> Those
0: are all my favorites. <laughs> I just pick. I just had to pick. They're mine too. There's too many. You have so yeah. many podcasts that you're a part of. That's true. And I don't know yeah. which are like yours, which you're like participating mm-hmm. in, which you just listen to. We could have listed, uh, are you talking,
2: Ari? <laughs> as a fan. As a fan. One. <laughs>
1: um, like as counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I feel the same way about you too, and they had me on the YouTube podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they're like, this guy is a buzzkill. <laughs>
1: Um, I was I was trying to remember. I, I would never. I was. Gonna, I needed to ask you about it. But that one night at UCB where they had a bunch of guests who played videos from acting projects they did from their yes. past. You remember? And I, yes. I, uh, my past was only two or three years before that for an <laughs> extends commercial. That oh,
3: play. I remember. That's that. right. Uh, um,
1: <laughs> but you had what was the that long movie you did? <laughs> We can edit this out. I wasn't in it though, right? This was just this was the effed up and illegal video show.
2: It was that, but yeah, but I thought it was something that I was in. Yeah, you were just this little kid. Oh, it was uh, it was TV show, but I was I was a kid in it. Yeah, it was called West Side Store. (laughs) It was it was a little it was a short about these kids that started their own business. That's right.
3: That's cute. Yeah,
2: you were one of the. kids? How old were you? I was one of the kids. Uh, Probably eighth grade, probably 12. Was it
0: like uh, for publication or was it like you guys made it as a class project?
2: No, no, no. It was my neighbor, a guy who lived um, a couple doors up. I was friends with his son and he was a filmmaker and he made educational films. I don't know where anyone would have ever seen this. I, I believe fan. it aired on local public television once. Hmm. Um, I don't know who else would have seen it. A, a fun fact about that is that the youngest child in that <laughs> uh, grew up to become Questlove. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> have you talked to him about that? Uh,
1: have you? Sp- I read... Or
2: I or? did not realize this until I read um, an interview with him. Oh. This, is, this is like 10 years ago. I yeah. read an interview with him where he... They said his, they listed his real name, and they said his father was um, in a uh, vocal group called Lee Andrews and the Hearts. And I was like, That's wait awesome. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is extremely familiar. <laughs> and I, I wrote to him on Twitter, and I said, did you, were you in this educational film, you know, West. however many years ago it was? And, uh, and he said yes. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> What a trip. That's so
1: crazy. And yes, he was in West Side (laughs) store. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins thank you so much for joining us today <laughs> thank you for having
2: me we're so happy to long, have time
1: you. long time
2: coming you guys ahead. asked me to do this a while ago I'm glad it finally worked out yeah, yeah me too. We, we too thank you for waiting for well me. we don't
0: know if it's worked out yet let's good wait and see good let's up. wait and see how the podcast goes the beginning so far has been
2: aces <laughs> we're doing great if <laughs> we stop now
1: we're ahead <laughs> exactly <laughs> what particular album is very very important to you sir well Joel as you made me say twice <laughs> For promotional purposes
2: <laughs> <laughs> this, this particular album is very important to me And that is Till Tuesday's Coming Home ah, Released I, in 1986 um, And it's uh, Amy Mann uh, Her first uh, big band Before she became a, went solo mm-hmm. um, And this was an album that came out The year I graduated high school okay. And also the year that I started stand-up comedy
3: Oh, oh wow.
0: that's yeah. a big year
2: So I was dropping out of school, dropping out of college, because I started doing open mics right after I graduated high school, and but I still went to college because I thought I had to go to college, and then I realized there's nothing... Here for me, I've already started doing the thing that I want to do. Like there was no, I didn't, I hadn't declared any kind of major or anything. I was just like, where were you in college? I was a freshman, Temple University. Okay. And I dropped out after a semester and then I got a job at... The video store. Right? No, this is oh, before the video okay. so is My first day job was Hats in the Belfry. Yes, that's right. That's right. On South Street in Philadelphia.
0: Is that, uh, what kind of store is that? It's
2: a hat store. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Making but sure. it's fun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have many locations now. Do they? Is that true? <laughs> they're in Philadelphia. They're in, well, they have three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's many.
2: They're in, they're in Philadelphia. They're in Annapolis, Maryland, and I think in Baltimore.
1: Uh, which you released a stand-up special that was about all those jobs. That yes, you had. laboring under delusion laboring yes. under delusion So okay, were you into uh, Voices carry and that was the first album.
2: I knew that song
1: mm-hmm. just from hearing it on the radio never <laughs> heard the
2: full album The reason I am so well acquainted with this album is when I started that when I worked at that hat store frequently the manager would leave And I'd be alone in the store by myself. Um, This was before phones. This was before, you know, whatever. The only thing I had in the store for kind of entertainment to help the time go by was there was a sound system (laughs) that had, I think, three cassettes. (laughs) One of them was Till Tuesday, Welcome Home. Crazy. What? Yeah. And they were his? Or? Yes. What Do you remember I, what the other were, two were? I don't know they really belonged to. They were just there. They were the only three because I, I do not remember uh, what the I other wish, two yeah. were.
0: Um, I wish it had been the Elvis Costello and <laughs> the, other, the, the other, other the two you The Billy one us, one I did was oh, given to me, and I brought
2: that one in. That was another one I listened to at the store over and over and over Yeah, again.
1: Back to basics. Like it had to be the Love Tacos live performance <laughs>
2: of <laughs> Aubrey Superman.
1: Story. Of
2: three. It was the Love Taco EP. <laughs> <laughs> One
1: side. <laughs>
0: That's so crazy. So it just it it
2: found you.
1: Yeah. you
0: yeah, would, yeah. Yeah. Do you think you would have found it any other like uh,
2: I, I don't can't even know. Imagine how to ask that, that I question. Would have. Yeah. I can't imagine that I would have because you know um, uh, Voices Carry was a big single, and the, the the singles on the 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 tracks on here. Did okay, but none of them. I don't think any of them did as well as that song. Yeah. So my chances of hearing it enough yeah. to get into them are, are pretty slim. Yeah. But I don't. I only knew Voices Carry. Yeah. Really. Whatever those other two cassettes were, they were not good. Yeah. And so I couldn't bring myself to. That that that's so amazing. So did you just listen to this over and over again? I listened again? to it over and over and over again, and you know, I listened to it again not too long ago, and I was astonished, as I always am when this happens how many of the lyrics that I remember? Yeah. yeah. And you don't even realize that it's happening, but you're singing along with a song, and it's just like, even as you're becoming aware, like, I'm singing along to this song, <laughs> <laughs> if the words are just
1: coming out of you, because yeah. they're just in there. Sir, once again, what would you like to eat today?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, this
2: album really, um, it 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 saved me a lot of times, because... You know, I was, um, I was alone there, I was, I had moved out of my parents' house and lived downtown, um, so I was, like, I could walk to work, but I was there by myself and I was at an extremely important, you know, part of my life where I was, I was, I did not realize this even if i did realize it i didn't realize the the hugeness of it i was starting on a path that would lead me to exactly where i am right now Incredible. you know it was I, I had no like i i just had the the idea of a dream of like i want to be in show business i want to be on the stage i want to do stand up comedy i got a taste of it doing these open mics and was like this is it this is my life and you know, at this point in my in my life and my career, I'm still wondering: Is it going to happen?
3: Yep. That, to this day, to, I, I, wonder truly, more I thought now you meant that at first,
0: then. and I was like, uh, Well, I guess then, are any of us ever going to make it? <laughs> well, <laughs> Based well, off I mean, of that, it's like I
2: at the time I was I I, I guess it's not so much that I was saying, Am I going to make it? I, I was thinking. I just had that feeling of I'm dedicating my life to this. This is yeah. it. This is my calling, you know
3: I to say, but I could decide, I you
2: It's one of the one of those times in life where you are just extremely certain about things, yeah. and the doubt comes later, Yeah, you know, the doubt comes much later, <laughs> yeah. right, right, you know, when you've right. had more of life and you're like, what am I, what am I doing, is this still going to work out, you know, and especially in a weird job like we have where it's like, I honestly don't fucking know anymore. You go through periods where mm-hmm. you, you're able to say, and, and you're able to really feel everything's going to work out because it always does, like somehow it works out, you yeah. know, it'll be fine, and if, if, if it's not fine, then I'll do whatever I have to do to make it okay. Then you go through periods where you're like, man, I just don't know about this, you know, this is, I'm, I'm feeling this in a different way than I did before, yeah. you know, but this, this time of my life, you know, it's just like nothing else.
1: It's, it's. It exists as a dream. Totally. Yeah. Like the, like, yeah. Like this, I'm going to follow my dream. Yeah
0: listening to this song it always feels like the end of a movie to me yeah and, now, sure. and you describing it feel like it this feels like the end of your Absolutely. movie of like as you like the stage lights are on you yeah. and
2: like whatever i don't know the opening and closing tracks of this album i think are both very cinematic yeah and mm-hmm. um they they're my two they're my two favorite tracks yeah are the first and the last first isn't the first track? oh sorry sorry no That's right. Coming up close and no one is watching it. Yeah.
1: I I I, always forget that it starts with What About Love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Because it feels like it should be later. It should start with this. But that was the single. Yes. Yes. This song, I'm not sure if I can think of an album that I've heard where the second track is... One of the greatest songs that's ever been written. Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. Uh, and so when I was listening to, I I loved this song originally, and then I just hadn't heard it in a long time, and I was like crying yesterday in the car because oh. it was like just after that first track, which I wasn't as familiar. I remember it as the sing, the single, but the second track, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. And yeah. what a, uh, there's something about. This song I don't know, we still we'll never know what those other two cassettes were.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But this song Only one person in this world knows. They were just so discounted. It was like and it was also I'm sure that the manager played them when I was there, but I just tuned that shit out. Yeah.
1: But this is like a perfect song to play in a store Mm -hmm. that doesn't get in the way of the customers but it's like your own you can exist there as like a, your own secret like the album that we're all listening to in this hat store is is so fucking great yeah. it's my
2: soundtrack yeah, yeah but the, you guys don't them, realize you're extras in that yes, movie that's yeah. exactly right
1: yeah does she still uh, we should mention you are friends with Amy that's another weird thing it's that so happened. crazy that I
2: ended up becoming friends with this person you know
1: yeah. and it's
2: um I still trip out on it every once in a while because I I it, it will catch me unawares I'll be taken back to that place. Yeah. We got
3: back in the car and to a Dylan Tate. Drove the fields.
2: These songs really spoke to me and not only, you know, is it that she has become just deepened and deepened as a songwriter like it was all there like, you listen to this album oh, yeah. and it's yeah. all there yeah. and then she just went deeper and deeper and um, you know yeah. like the, the songs on the Magnolia soundtrack you know, yeah. so it's Talk about cinematic so incredible so perfectly paired to uh, a film yeah. but um, then to to have this be somebody that's that's in my life, you know. Yeah. And we, I've like mentioned this to her, yeah. but I've I've never really gotten into it yeah. with her. Maybe she'll listen to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe she will. And really be, find out. She'll what a mad,
1: weird mad thing. For some reason Would you? you
3: do that if somebody,
2: if somebody, if you saw a podcast episode that was discussing like a thing that you made? I don't know if I could do that at
1: like my lowest. Because <laughs> it's about the love of it. I mean, it's not yeah. about let's shit on an album. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know why. That's true. That's true. Um, but I, I think this. Uh, she like vo- voices Gary. Uh, I, I, I still know every line from every spoken line from that video. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Why can't you once do something for me? <laughs> that guy.
2: That guy was a. <laughs> Like he, it seemed like he learned phonetic English. Yeah,
3: or
0: or the director was like, "You need to slow it down.
2: <laughs> slow it down. Emphasize every
1: word. This is a music video, not Why a movie." You here are just once.
2: It all sounds like words, print. And he circles uh, every
1: word. <laughs> so I remember. It was clear she like she was so talented in, and and I'm I'm sorry I don't know as much about the rest of the band, but um, it was clearly looking back her her work yeah. I think and her her vision, um, but uh, so clear that she had talent and so clear that she was navigating a crazy MTV pop new wave world with class I guess I don't yeah. know like it still meant it was she was a songwriter and I yeah. always felt that so um, I always admired her for not only the songwriting but just that in general yeah um, and her voice when she gets up into her high register I, it, I melt it's I, so it's, good it's
3: the same
0: And it's different. Like, yeah. her voice is, like, so uniquely her. Yeah, absolutely. Which is what makes yeah. every single thing that she does yeah. so cool. Like this. And I, I yeah. saw the both once at mm-hmm. the Troubadour, yeah. and it was, like, so fun. And they're so different. They're so great
2: together. Yeah. Amy and Ted Leo. And, and they're just... That's such a, a collaboration that I'm so happy came to be. Yeah. Because I think they complement each other so well. It's yeah. very cool. But yeah, it's funny that um, you know modern pop music, you could probably make this argument about any era you wanted. But there are, if you just casually listen to the radio, the voices are not that distinctive, and no. you really, everyone kind of sounds the same as yeah. that hit-making thing, yeah. um, where uh, there's these vocal affectations that yeah. everybody uses now, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's weird to me that it's that, it's become that Homogenized. We're like, this is what success is. Yeah. You Sing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sing these words this way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that'll probably be it. Yeah. Maybe not. Who knows? But if you get one out, then good for you. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: and I think you're right. It could be any any decade you can fit that into yeah. because, like,
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's in I mean. Alley days, i You know, if you if you're not familiar with all the voices, you wouldn't necessarily be able to distinguish between like Bing Crosby yeah. and Rudy Valley or yeah. whatever. You know.
0: And, but then you get a voice like this, or you yeah. get somebody... Like, I feel like we've had a few albums, and I think that's why they become so important to people, mm-hmm. is because it is so distinct, especially people in our world that are just so dying to be different, mm-hmm. or, or are different and have... Mm-hmm. I don't know, that we're drawn to these people that are different.
1: Yeah, we were talking... Uh, Al Yankovic was a previous guest, and we, you were pointing out how he, he never has strayed from his... Unique vision, um, but as I was reading all the al- uh, the list of albums that came out in 1986, with like Poison came out along, like, it was so <laughs> yeah, eclectic. Like, like, like eclectic is a, the greatest way to describe it, but it was just a mess. Yeah. Of uh, but then right in the middle of it is Al Yankovic's Polka Party. <laughs> 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 just to see it with everything else, first uh, laughing. <laughs>
2: How about that guy? Who is, he has taken all comers. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He has outlasted everybody who's tried to do anything close to what he does. <laughs> yes. He's beloved it's by crazy.
0: multiple generations. Uh-huh. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. That's Yeah, it is like, because he stayed so true to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He has not strayed from who he is. Yeah. He hasn't tried to fit into any other mold. Just
2: did his thing. Wasn't trying to hurt anybody. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: So were, what was your life? Were you doing um, open mics just on a routine Yes, basis? I was
2: doing open mics every—at um, the time there were—when I started, there were two—I want to say two and a half major clubs in town. <laughs> there was one that was not—they didn't have an open mic night, and they yeah. were not as um, uh, successful as the other two, but— um, Wednesdays would be the Comedy Works, Thursday would be the Comedy Factory Outlet. Huh? <laughs> um, and doing those open mics and hoping to get moved up to where you could do the showcase shows. Mm-hmm. Well, first you wanted to get better spots on the open mic. Yeah. And so if you became a regular and you were doing well, you'd get moved to the middle of the show when the crowd was hot and you know yeah. um, people were actually going to be there and listen to you. <laughs> and then if you were doing well at say the comedy works you would do their Thursday night show where you could do like a longer set you know and you get a little bit more money um, and so I'm doing that I'm making my friends I'm finding my people
3: yeah. you know
2: at this point I'm living downtown with a uh, a girlfriend um, we were together for a year um, I thought <laughs> This I thought about this because of the movie "Call Me by Your Name," uh-huh. where I, I was a little put off by the uh, what seemed like the uh, dramatic age difference between the characters because Armie Hammer is a gigantic person, yes, <laughs> and so Timothy Chalamet, even though he's tall, seems like very small, yeah and it's like which makes me feel even younger and, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and so I had to like look up everybody's relative ages and everything um, and I, I was like wow this really struck me that this this seems you know like such, a, such an imbalance or whatever um, and then uh, it took me forever to realize it was the same age difference between me and my girlfriend at that time really? Mm. yeah she was, like, 11 or 12. <laughs> she was over
0: than <laughs> Just me. kidding, I know. <laughs> he said it's a said joke. It, I'm going to edit it that out.
2: You said it so... <laughs>
0: I Do I really think that you, as an 18 year old, are living with like a toddler as your girlfriend? I don't even sorry, know the age the difference between Timothy Chalamet and Army Hammer, but it's, it's,
1: it's not that
2: okay. big. <laughs> so, I think a 15 in the movie, year old, I think sorry. Army is Armie 24. And in real life, he's in his 30s. At least. Timothy Chalamet is 17. Okay. And it was the same with me and okay. my girlfriend. We met when I was 17. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm I'm gradually moving in with her. I'm just spending more and more time over at her place to the point where we're eventually going to move in together um, and then break up. Um, <laughs> and I am uh, going to these open mics, working the day job. Um, Hats in the Belfry was weird because it... I worked at it, it went out of business, it came back into business, like the store closed down and then somebody else... It over people oh, demanded, gotcha. have and a then I ended raise. up working there again. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow.
0: wait, is that? Yeah. I'm sorry if you've this if you covered this in your stand up because I'm also a diehard fan, so I, I know all of this. This is <laughs> for the listener, uh, this is absolutely for the yeah. listeners. Is that where your love of hats came from? Is working at that oh, store? No, since that,
2: I was a kid, since you're okay. That's why I ended up working at that store because okay. I thought it would be fun. Okay, I knew it'd it be one wasn't. or the other. Okay, <laughs> yeah,
1: don't, don't, uh Meet your hero. It, <laughs> <Sam>? <laughs> <laughs> Never meet your heroes. What'd you get? Like 15%, 20%, 10% discount? I think it was a 20% discount. Not bad. Okay. And then when it went out of business, the then manager
2: said, um, you know, the store is closing. Here are your checks. Take whatever you want. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> the store reopened. Um, and you had to give it all back.
3: <laughs> no, because it was different people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How many
2: hats did you take? I, t- I didn't take a ton. I took, like, because we had costume hats, I took a bunch of costume hats. Got it. I was okay. like, I Why mean, I, I'd never buy this.
0: Yeah. They're too I bet your girlfriend loved that. <laughs>
2: yeah. Just let me just fill up the second bedroom with hats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the second bedroom. Oh, La da. <laughs> Rushed over some songs. Oh, David Denies I like a lot. David Denies is terrific. I, it's just one of those, I, I think, that she can write this big chorus. She. I, I think a lot of the songs that I like are these grand choruses yeah. that I like.
3: I'm almost sure
1: and I can hardly stand him safe. Um Will She Just Fall Down is a terrific. I like that song. one yeah, a lot. That's yeah. the one where I, I felt, oh, it makes total sense why John Bryan joined this band eventually. Because it feels it feels like something he would <laughs> he yeah. played on in a way. And yeah, it feels like
0: absolutely. so this feels so Amy Man to me, the way it starts mm-hmm. with that piano, like.
1: Did I get his name right?
0: Yeah. John Bryan? Yeah. Go yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, thank God. <laughs>
3: Are you okay?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I, th- I, don't, I think I don't often say his name out loud. Do you know that feeling yeah. where I, yes, I know it? absolutely. And then all of a sudden.
0: Well, you've only read it uh, yeah, like a million times yeah. and you've never, you're like, what I've if it was Breon? <laughs> <laughs> and you've just real. never said it or heard it. I get it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Yeah. She just
2: the, or, the arrangements on this album are just terrific. Yeah, just terrific. Really beautiful and um, interesting, and uh, yeah, I just love it.
1: Yeah, and she her lyrics are pretty direct. Like, yeah, not, there's not a lot of uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, they're Inside not inscrutable. Jokes. You know, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. they're
2: pretty plain and, and yeah. pretty plain, but still poetic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: She has a a very um it's amazing that she's always had a very keen ear for uh you know, human weakness, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. and people's people's problems and you know for lack of a better term, mental illness, you know. Oh yeah. Her um, latest album, her latest album. Her latest album, her latest album, which I did an unboxing video for if you'd like to see that. It's (laughs) online. She Did asked really? me to do it. Did and I was you? Like, sure. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> I don't know if anyone ever saw it, but it is on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna post it when we uh, when Let's we get put some up this views. episode. Let's get, Let's get, Let get
0: some, some
3: views. Let's get Let's get some views. <laughs> Also,
0: I'm gonna jump around a little bit, yeah. Because you were um, not even about this album. You sang <laughs> should we on, get the um, out of the way? <laughs> uh, uh, the latest Ted Leo album. Yes, uh, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. the coolest thing in the world. I Just so you know, I think that's the coolest to, thing. Thank
2: you. I, I was. It feels very cool to me. I was thrilled to be asked, and um, that was a really fun day of, of going. Uh, to um, Paul Bryan's recording studio, and, and uh, did you Bryan, pronounce different that
1: Bryan. right? <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bryan. <laughs> oh, Paul Bryan!
2: And singing with Amy and my friend Tawny Newsom and and uh, Open Mike Eagle, and it was it was crazy, and it was you know I, I I'm a person who I can carry a tune. And like anything creative, I think I can do it until I am called upon to do it, (laughs) and then I get very nervous about it. Sure. Yes. And so I did not want to be the person that was ruining this as it was
1: being recorded. But um, apparently, I didn't. It was so beautiful. It was so cool. And then uh, you didn't pull a Joel Spence with Superman.
3: (laughs)
2: <laughs> I did do the song in its entirety before Ted sang it oh, but I didn't tell him oh, it was a surprise
0: but then you got to get up on stage for the concert too and that was yeah. so cool yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the audience
2: that was That's wild at the, cool. uh, the Terragram yeah right yeah, yeah. It's really neat, it was fun. That's all. Awesome.
0: Nice.
1: Well, fangirl about that. It's very
2: cool. <laughs> Thank you, Deb. Super cool, super C cool. See, Joel, cool. I have fans. Do do? <laughs>
1: um, West Side Store was one of the best shorts. <laughs> Speaking of poetry, that is a poem.
0: <laughs> you uh, know, if, the, if somebody just put that online now, it would do very well. You, have, you it might copy. be out there, I you would no no quest love in it. That's Let's oh, very cool. Shit. Let's
2: take a look right now. Let's yeah. find it. Um, I uh, I can't remember if there was any sort of nod to a Romeo and Juliet type story. There was no love story for sure. Sure.
0: <laughs> if there's not, the that pun. is a very funny title. To call it West Side Store and not have any connection to the movie—that's
1: <laughs> that's, that's uh, artistic balls, right? Yeah. there.
2: Now, how difficult? Do you th- how far down in a scroll
1: yeah. do you think? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's not only too similar to the movie, but also there are many West Side Stores. It is, oh, yes, yeah, true. It yeah. is a <laughs>
2: literally <laughs> one letter difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it went to West Side Story. Yeah, yeah. it defied me.
1: Thursday to me is the one that feels the most 80s. It's
2: very different from the whole rest of yeah. the album. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like it. I like how weird it is.
1: Yeah, and I love the final when she just starts going for going for it with her voice at yeah. the end. It's really fun.
2: I feel like I appreciate it more now than I did then mm-hmm. because it's so it's so
1: unlike her. Yeah, it's so. It feels like everything a else she's ever done in an eighties movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. People working out or like getting the task done and yeah. building their
2: own store,
1: building their own right. Stores. Bunch of kids, That's crazy. Right. We're all looking for it right now. I know. Nope, I'm just checking <laughs> Facebook.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, there's. This, that, this is the montage. Would be the very, montage of us looking us for Wes,
3: <laughs> <looking laughs> <laughs>
2: scrolling through phones. <laughs> We're going to find, we will find yeah. this. It's got to be out there somewhere. How did I have a copy of it? I don't that know. That must mean I, I own it somehow. Like
1: on a tape. Like it felt like. Just well, I don't know. You might, yeah, I'm sure you had to digitize it. Oh, yeah. No, you <laughs> Sometimes you indigenous. just got to digitize it <laughs> when you're alone <laughs> on a Friday night.
2: <laughs> digitizing tapes? I think I'm digitizing tapes. <laughs> I <really> think so. <laughs>
1: Did you leave Philadelphia, city of brotherly love? I moved to Los Angeles in 1994. It was just from there. You didn't go any other.
2: No. Okay. No stops. No stops. Lie. No stops. (sighs) Did you drive or fly? I flew. Oh, no stops. Okay. No stops. Literally no stops. (laughs) Direct flight. (laughs) I was taken to the airport by my friend Frank. On the radio, we heard that they had found Kurt Cobain's dead body. Whoa. On my airplane was Roger Clinton, brother of. Bill Clinton? <laughs> yeah.
1: Musician
0: I'm, in his own that's right. That's a memorable. Okay, you've proven. Yeah. I get it. You didn't drive. It <laughs> was 1994.
1: My God. I got it back
0: up. Look, you're going to grill me. How weird that uh, so many people know exactly where they were the day you moved to Los Angeles.
3: <laughs> I know. I know. Science I was like, oh, okay." That in their story, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget.
0: Olive Tompkins was moving to Los Angeles. <laughs> Roger Clinton was flying across the country.
2: <laughs> what was he going there to
0: do? <laughs> Um, That's crazy And you you moved
2: out here to pursue your career? Yeah, yeah, yeah And and a woman There was a girl that I had a That I had had an on-again, off-again thing Mostly off She was moving to LA And that really was what gave me I think the That gave me the courage to do it Mm -hmm. I was telling myself I mean, I was telling myself it was for her Because I wanted to wear her down. (laughs) <laughs> into
1: love Those me. were
0: the times, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, my God. God, you were flying so risky without that hat discount. I mean, you were... Just...
0: <laughs> it's so opposite. You were it's... relying
1: on yourself. Oh, on I moment. couldn't pay for a hat for years. <laughs> I would have done
0: anything to tell myself I was moving for my career, but secretly going, I'm moving to follow this guy. For not that, not the opposite, because yeah,
2: that's... It was, yeah, it had to be the other way around, oh. you know? It was the thing that got me out here. Yeah. And I don't know... I was so afraid to do it. It. I was so afraid to do it. Oh, I see. And it was the it was the emotional excuse that I needed, you mm-hmm. know. Um, where was then, your first
0: apartment when you
2: moved here? Whew, my first apartment was at a pl- <laughs> at a place on a little street called Carlton Way. That was Alex's street. No, really. Yeah, oh, Alex right and Berg by lived UCD there. Sunset now. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. It was by um, uh, where Earwolf is now. Yep. Between Bronson and Van Ness. It's a little side street. Crazy, yeah. And I, this house was somehow, it became known for comedians living there. Wow. I think because it was, it was, it was dirt cheap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people would just recommend their friends. Yeah. Is
0: that how you found
2: it? Yeah. Sorry to keep interrupting. Yeah. 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 I (laughs) when I first got here, I hardly knew anyone. I could not stay with this girl that I was in love with because she was not in love with me. Right. So I was like, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. I did not not plan this well at (laughs) all. (laughs) I barely knew anyone here and not really anyone well enough that I could say, can I stay with you for an indeterminate amount of time? Yeah. By chance, I ran into a guy that I knew in Philly that I didn't know was here. Weird. It was a super, super dear friend of mine, Brian Whalen. He said, hey, I'm moving back to Philly. Stay with me and my girlfriend, because you could just take over our apartment after Whoa, we leave. Great, amazing. They didn't leave Great. for another, I want to say, five months? Great. Oh. Super was it that fun long? living with a couple. I can't remember in my mind. In, in a one-bedroom one place. So I was on the couch. Wow. And at first, you know, the girlfriend was like, I think it's great that you're staying with us. I think it's really going to be good for Brian. And then by the end, she hated me. Well, that's not just for being there, yeah. you know. <laughs> I tried to be out of there as much as possible, yeah. but it's just like, you just can't do that. You, you can't, can't stay yeah. there that long. But I, didn't, I had nothing else. I, and there's a, a part of the story that I forget always is, they kept couching it like we're gonna leave any day uh-huh. now. We're gonna be gone any day now. <laughs> So it wasn't on you. It was there. It, it was totally on phone. me. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But eventually another apartment opened up in that building and they stayed like another six months. That's crazy. <laughs> but I
1: took the new place that Good. opened up. Okay. Were you here for the Northridge
2: quake? I got here right after that. Wow. That happened in February of ninety four and I got here in April. And so I still I saw the the damage. Uh, the damage. Yeah. It was crazy. I lived through it. Yeah. Ugh. I can't. It was did. terrifying, I was in the middle, right? Of
0: midterms. It was very okay, scary. Really. It was very scary. I was sleeping over at a friend's house, and my parents didn't know. They knew I was at my friend's house, but yeah. they had just moved into an apartment, and it was uh, it was
2: crazy. It was the, very scary. That girl that I moved here because of, she got here the day of the earthquake. <laughs> well, That's. She and her friends drove across country. Their other friend had come out in advance to set the place up. They get out of the car. Oh my god! Like whatever, it was the middle of the night or something, right? Yeah. And it's like welcome to welcome to California. <laughs> like they get in their beds.
0: Holy shit! And we people all were saying, you don't, we-
1: "Don't move out there's fucking earthquakes." Yeah. You know, and they're like, <laughs> "Shut up, crazy. Dad!" Crazy. <laughs> wow. We're timestamping t- time this too much. I mean. Talking about the Northridge Quake. <laughs> Who knows when this will come out? I know.
0: The quake may not have even happened yet.
1: Oh, Speaking shit. of Quake, sleeping and waking. That's the song we're on right now. Speaking of quakes. Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm A word terrible that at rhymes this with Quake is wake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you, you did you wake up? Did you were you sleeping and waking up? I uh, was. The- <laughs> oh, I was asleep. <laughs> I was sleeping, trying too hard. Were you sleeping and then waking?
0: <laughs> I slept and then woke. Yeah, I, uh, I had, I like scooted. I was sleeping in her bed. I think we were sleeping in her bed together, and I Who's did it. Bed? My friend Wallace. Okay, all right. We were in eighth grade.
2: Wallace Simpson. Wallace Hurst. <laughs>
1: oh. Wallace Simpson, I Not Wallace the woman Simpson. who caused <laughs> Edward the Eighth to leave the <laughs> no. throne. Oh. Wouldn't
0: that be crazy if it was? Right. <laughs> but she, I, was, I think How really
1: my life. she found out about <laughs> Kurt The Colbert. very
2: end of her life. <laughs> Where was she during the I've earthquake. befriended a child. <laughs> she keeps me young.
0: <laughs> be very weird. Yeah. Um, I basically, I woke up in a doorway screaming. Yeah. Oh, that's how I woke up, yeah. and I had uh, cuts on the back of my legs mm-hmm. from. Um, I guess I had known she was in the bed next to me, so I scooted off the bed, but there was like a, a, bo- a, he- a footboard, right? So I like scraped my legs. It wasn't my. It, it was in my house. I'd never been there, yeah. for, like so. I had scraped my legs coming off, so my legs were bleeding, sta- and I woke up in a doorway screaming. Mm. So I was like, I didn't know what was happening, and then.
1: You were no, at the right know. place to be, right under a doorway.
0: At the time, Back that's then, where you're yes. supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that is that yeah. bad
1: information? Doorways are bad now. Now, now
2: earthquakes Doorways are canceled.
0: Doorways were great then, but earthquakes have changed. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so
2: now you're supposed to like lie next to your they're bed. they learning, right? Isn't it like the pyramid of strength? You're supposed to
0: yeah get
1: under some something sort where
0: like if it, if something fell, it would create a pyramid, oh, right? Okay. Is that kind of okay.
1: Have you seen those beds that oh, fold? You. I a bed.
0: That's not. <laughs> God, Joel. I'm Can getting you more imagine? I sleep with my husband and one or two of my dogs at a time. <laughs> if that happened, would ah! that just collapse?
1: <laughs> it folds you up like a love taco. Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Thank you. <laughs> that EP is available <laughs> on Arista Records. <laughs> is Arista <laughs> Records still around? Oh, what what record labels are still around? Ooh, <laughs> Capital? I guess Warner Brothers? Yeah, the, <laughs> the big ones, yeah. Arista <laughs> Records. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, if you're keeping score, um, just discovered Deborah is that, winning. <laughs> that I'm on the same heart blood, uh, heart blood pressure medication as Deborah's dog. It's true. <laughs> Speaking of your dogs, same dosage? What's that? Same dosage? Oh, I don't Ooh. know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd one have to pill look. is one, your dosage. One pill. One pill. One pill.
3: One pill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like that was a conversation that happened off off the I pod. Know.
1: Well, you mentioned your dog. People I, I need I to know. I did. No, but people. I'm glad people know, know now. Oh, there's demand. But what if I didn't want did people
0: to know that man, he was on a blood find pressure out? medication? <laughs> I think
2: we, we were you talking. Said, feel like it would make you look like a bad dog mom? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is your dog's <laughs> yeah. blood pressure so high? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel very judged. <laughs> uh,
0: Joel said he was on.
1: I know. I'm on a new blood pressure medication. <laughs>
0: I take any opportunity I can to talk about my dog's medications.
1: So medication
2: plural.
0: Oh. Oh, oh, I have a 13 and a half year old schnauzer. Wow. And a, a neurotic little uh, mixed breed. She's on two anxiety medications.
2: What anxiety meds is the dog on? She's on...
0: She's on fluo- oh, I see if mine. fluoxetine for... That's more of a depression medication, um, but she's on fluoxetine and trazodone.
2: Okay. We can't trade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on Welly B for a little bit. Were you? Maybe a little too crazy. I didn't, I didn't like know. it. I told I my doctor
0: like I wanted to go off of it once. I was only on it for a few months, and then she uh, she said no. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I never went back, and I told my family and everybody, and I was like, I'm going to go off this just so everyone can keep an eye on me. And then I did it on my own because I was like, You don't get to fucking tell me that I You're have right. to stand. She was like, It's still bonding with your brain. I was like, No, lady, I'm out. I never I've never uh, talked to a doctor like you. that. I, I what I actually did in that situation was just go okay and then never <laughs> and then never made another appointment because right. I do not know how to stand exactly. up to people. So that's yeah. what really happened.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm in a new situation now because I'm really attracted to my doctor. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. your therapist or your No, my um, my doctor, doctor. Ah. It was like I was there I was like scared and then she walked in.
2: Oh. Is <laughs> like your GP? Yeah. I don't think I could handle that. <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> I could handle that.
0: My therapist is very. She's a. I'm, I'm not attracted to her, but she's a very attractive woman. Yeah. Um. She's also Berg's therapist. Oh wow. <laughs> 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 but uh,
1: but she's like she's like very beautiful. So. I think I yeah I should I should probably go to her too. My doctor should. is attractive. She looks
2: like Emma Thompson.
0: Now. Oh. oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah I l- I like that. I don't mind that. But if it's like, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to, to, throw to take my
2: clothes off in front yes. of oh, them yeah, to yeah, yeah, be the yeah. same yeah. attractive level as me.
0: I mean, this feels like a... Uh, <laughs> I just want to break even out of the room. Yeah. It feels like a cliche to say if my gynecologist, if I was attracted to my gynecologist, I'd be, it, I wouldn't. That'd mm-hmm. be weird. But she, she looks like Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> like, And I that love her. I love her. comforting. Yes. It's so comforting. She's a wonderful... She's Let me ask this. Great.
2: It's it's weird that there are male gynecologists, right? It is that's suspect, isn't it? Suspect the idea. Yeah. I have friends certainly
1: now. I mean, it, it is right. It's so <laughs>
0: weird, especially yeah, having, had, had, a this is having yeah. had a baby. The one having had a baby,
3: yeah,
0: and the idea of it being a man is so Looney too. insane. I almost my this. What I don't yeah. care if this is is all yeah. very boring, but my the my. OB is in Santa Monica. I live in Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. The only reason I dis- I had her as my doctor when I had my baby, and she, because um, uh, I love her. She had get, done an emergency surgery on me. I love her. If it wasn't for her, I would never in a million years. Santa Monica, it was crazy. Yeah. She had promised me she was going to be there the whole time. She wasn't going on any vacations. The t- time around my due date, she was supposed to... The, right around the time when it was safe for me to have my baby, she, her boyfriend... Uh, invited her to go to London. <laughs> so I had I had gone to acupuncture to start, to try and get my body get in, to, to get it going, to potentially, like, go into labor so I didn't have to be induced. And I called her to tell her what was going on, and I found out she was on a plane to London. She, oh, she was on the plane. She was going, or, or I called, and then I talked to her on her cell phone in the airport, but she hadn't gone on oh. the plane yet. She... Was when I so then I had to be induced a little earlier than I thought. I was at a doctor's appointment. They were like, "You need to go now." I was like, "Great." She was going back through customs, coming home oh. when she got the phone call that I was being induced. Oh, wow. So she did deliver my baby. When I found out she was going to be gone, it <laughs> it I Odd. spiraled. It was because then it was going to be a man from her practice, yeah, a right. stranger, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I'm still Hi, in I'm Santa Monica. <laughs> i mean Santa Monica. It was. Crazy! Wow. Yeah. Anyway. I'm glad it worked out. It did, and she's wonderful, and I love her, and she delivered my baby like I want, but it was, like, the second I... Oh, poor Alex. I had to, like, a yeah. lot a lot going, and our doula was going to It
1: was just a whole thing. Anyway. I, I think uh, it's not... I hadn't thought about, like, that, like, taking my clothes off in front of her, but I think part of my attraction to her is the, how chill she is. Oh, ah, yeah. that's nice. Um, and I grew up... My dad is a urologist, so it was never... Uh, it's it's weird, but it's he did my physical growing right. up, and also my friend's physicals yeah. as well. So I always just assumed I'd just go right to a urologist or right to, to show my dick. Yeah. Who do you show your dick to? <laughs> yeah. I felt I needed to finish that sentence. <laughs> well, I, that I wanted to I be where no one is watching. You. <laughs> nice.
2: Oh. I had a weird journey with urology in yeah. that... Um, I had a, a, a bladder issue where I was just, I had to go to the bathroom all the time. Ah. Just all the time. And so I saw a doctor who put me on to um, uh, Flomax, right? And then I was just on it for years because I thought, I guess this is just a permanent condition, yeah. you know? Hmm. But it was very difficult to, in order to keep getting the medication, I had to keep making appointments to see the doctor. Yeah. This guy was, he was like a guy in, uh, Century City. I would wait there for hours,
1: what? hours. Wow, I'm that's like,
2: what? So I don't shitty. understand. Yeah. How is this guy so busy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> also,
2: just to get a
1: like a, a refill for a prescription. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's like it felt it felt scammy. It felt like, well, I got to see you again if oh, if you're yeah. a thing. And of course, it didn't change. It's the same. Yeah. So then years go by, and eventually, like I try to get the prescription. I'm just used to taking this medication. And then after a while I just stopped taking it and it was fine. Yeah. Then it started to not be fine again after a few years. And I was like, I guess I gotta go find a urologist again. Go to this other, different guy. This guy's just as weird and squirrely. He takes, like, I, it was so many appointments. And it's like, why do I have to see what this is guy that? Yeah. more often than any other doctor? And at one point he, he gets a sample and uh, he says, yeah, it looks like uh, you have... found herpes in your like you could have herpes. I was
1: like mm-hmm. I I could tell you <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's another moment we've just uh, yeah, one so, of us has told a doctor. Yeah. No.
2: Yeah. So he makes me get another you know do another yeah. urine sample and I do and then um, you know so a month oh. goes by before the next appointment and, and I say so what happened with the fucking herpes? He's like Oh, no, you don't have that. I'm like, yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> oh, my God. But we should have a follow-up. Yeah.
1: That's oh. insane. And then I just stopped
2: going, going off the of medication again, and it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. What, which so dog crazy. of yours is on Flomax?
0: It would be Pony, if it would be any of them. He does. He has uh, He has got stones. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But uh, they're not a problem yet, so we're not dealing with it. We're just worrying about the blood that's on his eye currently. Did, did I? Oh, <laughs> shit. Did I tell He's you 13 that? 13 and a half.
1: The, um... Uh, and my baby. <laughs> the, you know. I, in college, maybe I told you the story, I was, it was hurting when I was peeing. Oh. <laughs>
0: you told me this story so many times. <laughs> Is it true? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I buy everything you said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I was sexually active. Nice. Um, and uh, I, I was, uh, um, uh, I called my dad. And it was like right before Thanksgiving, so I was going to be coming home. <laughs> Mm. everything (laughs) Um, (laughs) that song was playing Uh, he said we'll just come down to the office and then we'll we'll uh, we'll test your urine And see what's going on So I went Because I won't do it at home <laughs> So It'd be weird It'd it be super weird He was in private practice By himself at that time And So we got there Before anybody else, else Was there And he was the first In the office And so I uh, Gave him the cup And he was I was in the waiting room And I was like Scared That I had something Of course Terrible Yes Um. Because nothing like that Had ever happened before It's also weird With my dad And like saying That I have sex now And uh, my mom found out I have sex from this podcast. It was kind of true. Did she <laughs> think was the the brought
0: the baby? Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah,
1: it wasn't um, the baby. <laughs> so he, I could see him through the hallway in the lab and he had, you know he had his white coat on and you know he was looking at it, he's very quiet, he's very serious, and put everything away and he came out and said, You've got chlamydia. Wow. And I went, really? And he goes, no.
3: <laughs> oh, my God!
1: <laughs> oh, goes, you're fine. It's nothing. I think it will, yeah. I, I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, what a relationship. He, how relieved, I mean, I, I was so relieved that I couldn't get mad. I was yeah. just like, ah, yeah. you're the greatest dad ever. <laughs> but looking back, what a dick, am I right? <laughs> um... Is there a song that we've talked over that you want to...
2: I think the only thing we didn't talk about was maybe on Sunday, but um, yeah. yeah, this this whole album felt, um, <clears throat> always felt very uh, cohesive to me, and the, the vibe of it absolutely worked for me at this place where I was. Um, I mean, it really, this album helped me a yeah. lot, you know, helped me a lot at a very important time.
0: I, albums like that are We just hold on to them Yeah Because there's so many I'm sure Because you are a music lover, right? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah Yeah So like I'm sure there's like Hundreds of albums to pick from And you pick this one
2: Yeah And it's really it was cool. It was one of the first This one and the Billy Bragg one Were the first ones that jumped in my mind Yeah For sure Yeah And listening to those two tapes You know Over and over <laughs> and over
1: again Yeah Did you uh, conti- Was there a point where you Stopped listening to this album And then came back to it Or Oh for sure Yeah 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 yeah. I mean I Describe every Every moment Between
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think This is probably common Is that you listen to a thing A ton And then You know New things come along And all that But you You don't lose the The There's very few things I think that I Liked When I was that young That I wouldn't still listen to Yeah Yeah yeah, I think it's very it's a, it's a small list. It's a small list. Yeah. Um a little younger it's different. You know, like when I was in in grade school like just beginning my adolescence, I would listen to really just like top 40, you know. Yeah. And so I I I like an album that I owned on vinyl was um <laughs> Phil Collins, No Jacket Required.
1: Yeah, you know, su- su- Studio was that. On I that believe one?
2: Studio's on that. Um, Take Me Home is uh-huh. on that.
1: Yeah, um, and so that was even. I was about to ask you what music were you listening to before this, and so it was Top Forty and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, th- this was probably the beginning of high school was my turning point. That's when oh. I got into like the Beatles and older bands that I yeah. had never really heard before. But the music I grew up listening to was either. Pop music that was on the radio, or like big band music from the '40s, because my parents were older; they were yeah. Greatest Generation kids, and so you know that was that. And my sisters, my older sisters, although I was very little when they were in the house, would listen to like sort of you know like yacht rock from the '70s, you know, <laughs> Seals and so yeah, exactly. So that those were the the influences, you know, at <laughs> yeah. my, my youngest.
1: Yeah. The, Till Tuesday always felt cool to me too. They weren't uh, like I guess I was trying to say that before about they even though that Well, she's so cool. Yeah. 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 And she then had the her, crazy the hair and so yeah, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. She had a she's really, still
2: so cool. Yeah. But she had a really distinctive look and even among the you know in that early days of MTV kind of uh, you know 80s weird fashions and stuff, she looked cool. Yeah. She looked like kind of punky and, you
1: know,
3: it's you know funny this little this
1: band of yours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was? Like,
1: is uh, now I, I said I I knew every line and now I can't remember. Oh my god! That it's guy. gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we move on to... Yeah. That's. This is what I learned today. I th- I always thought you knew people. Like, you had... There was a crew out here when you moved out here. I, I didn't know you came pretty pretty without... No, like, I... Aside from the girl.
2: I, yeah. I, the girl. I, I was lucky that I moved here at a time when a bunch of other people that became my friends had moved from various places. So there were a lot of people coming down from... San Francisco and people from oh. Chicago who became my pals. There was there was one guy, guy named Jeff Hatz, that I knew from the East Coast. <laughs> H-A-T-Z. Oh, yeah. Hatz, they play a, a big role in my life. <laughs> um, he was a really funny stand-up who had moved out here a few years before. And I ran into him at some party, mm-hmm. and we exchanged information. And, and he said, uh, he called me up and invited me to... Participate in this uh, sketch show that he was doing something on. He's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, and that got me into sketch. You know, I met Jay Johnston. We yeah. ended up getting hired on Mr. Show, and um, but that was how I met all the people that would become my friends at that time. And we were all. It was a very, it was very heady because it was a ton of people. Everyone hung out together all the time. It was always like. There were all. It was always somebody's birthday. It was always yeah. like, where, where, what bar are we going yeah. to tonight? There was a lot of drinking, a lot of drama, and you know, everyone was in their twenties and fucking really feeling it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was an extremely um, uh, creative time. You know, yeah. People were just like. Nobody nobody was working. We were all just like trying shit, you know, and it was it was great. Were yeah, a lot of people you know. in
1: that apartment building that you at were No. With? No, okay. I was the only guy that I knew in that building. Okay. Yeah. So that gestation period I don't like that word in <sighs> Philadelphia from son of a doctor <laughs> <laughs> hats in the belfry to moving out here was long it was uh, eight years yeah I did yeah. stand up
2: for eight years in Philly before I moved here.
1: okay wow. and, or I, I, I said long I'm not sure if it's long but it felt yeah you were that you, you were, it
2: felt long to me at the time yeah, and when yeah. I think
1: about it now it's nothing yeah, yeah. eight years is nothing yeah. 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 I
2: didn't know what I was doing yeah but I thought like I'm ready oh, you know? that's a yeah. good
0: amount of time I mean to yeah. to Pack up and move. I feel like that's like, yeah. most people do it off of nothing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. off of no experience and no, they've done two open mics and they're like, I'm a comedian now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm glad I had some experience before I moved out here because I think it would have been, I think it would have been extremely hard to start from scratch. And I, I kind of thought I was going to have to yeah. before Sketch kind of came into my life because yeah. I was at a weird crossroads where I... I didn't know, am I supposed to go to the improv and start yeah. open mics all over again? You right, know? Right. Yeah. Right. And then getting into that scene was another creative outlet. And then getting in a stand up via the alternative rooms um, was very instrumental in helping me develop the style that I have now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Gotcha. But it was a place where it's like, oh, you can literally do whatever you want. You know, you so are, cool. are, people will give you the room to fail yeah. in order for you to succeed.
1: Did you learn anything, Deborah?
0: Um, didn't know you were stand-up. <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> Um, I don't know, I, I, I don't know if this is very, if this is specific enough, but like, hearing about the two and a half comedy clubs oh, is, yeah. that you did, yeah. like, working at a hat shop during the day and like doing that is, yeah. uh, and I don't, I don't think I ever knew you were from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so cool and interesting and living with this girlfriend and doing Like, I don't know, just that whole chunk of your life I knew nothing about. Um, So that's really interesting. And just you living on Carlton. Yeah. Alex and Alex Berg living on Carlton. Different parts of Mm Carlton, but still probably very similar shitty apartments.
3: Carlton, man.
0: But that was uh, a, I didn't spend a ton of time at their apartment because I I could never
1: park. Yeah. And. Crime. No, it that's was, right. There was like a little was, crime uh, bubble there. There
0: was a little bit. It was across the street from a school, which made it a little bit safer too, I think. There was a
3: crime bubble?
1: Hmm? Crime problem there oh, it at first. Bub. Crime <laughs> bubble. A crime crime bubble. bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you knew the terms. Paul F. Tompkins, did you learn anything today? <laughs> <sighs> I mean, I learned a lot about myself. Uh I learned that you have
2: two dogs, and I thought you only had the old Schnauzer. Yeah. She shares one.
1: I One do. of the dogs she shares. I shares. With the, the, I, the I shares the
2: schnauzers. With whom?
0: When I um, graduated college and moved back to LA, I moved in with my best friend Peter, and we lived together for nine years. Um, before I moved in with Alex, Your and we got period. my gestation period. Yeah. We got a schnauzer together. How do you he, arrange it? What do you do? He is with Alex and I Monday through Friday, and then Peter picks him up on Friday evenings after work, and then he goes um, to Peter's for the weekend, and then Mondays Alex or I go pick him up. Wow, we're still good friends, and we're still like, That's and it's, we sh- we love we love that dog, sure. and that dog is so happy when he gets picked up, and when he gets picked up, like he's just the happy. Yeah. He's so happy to see whoever loves him.
2: Does he does he walk like a little old man? Uh, Peter. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Talk about this Peter. All um, medications. He dog. does. He does. I met an old it's dog recently on a set. Mm. This was like a dog that is um, in the makeup trailer. Same with Charlie. Good dog. Red, red dog of indeterminate breed, but like with the white face, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just like walks slowly over to you, accepts you, petting him, and then walks Aww. away. Like I, that <laughs> makes me laugh so much when dogs are not like, I'm going to stay here as long yes. as you're willing to pet me and I yes. want, I'm going to try to make you keep petting me. Oh. Yeah. But a dog that's like, you may pet me and then I, have had
3: I will enough. be about my business. Yes. We know the arrangement. Yeah. I've we, Yeah. <laughs>
1: Paul F. Topkins is a comedian, actor, writer, and podcaster. Hey. Ha- hailing from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> he is known for his work on the podcast. Spontanea Nation? Did nope. I say it right? Spontaneous. Sure? Uh, sp- spontaneous.
2: Really? S- no. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: was
0: like, I've never tried to say it out
1: loud. <laughs> Spontanea Nation. Spontanea Nation. Uh, Spontane is known for his work on the podcast. Threedom, the pod F, pod f. Tomcast. Spontanea Nation comedy bang bang maybe <laughs> he can be heard as the voice actor on as a voice actor he can be heard I'm as a voice actor he, he is the voice actor sole voice actor on BoJack <laughs> uh, one of the voice actors on BoJack Horseman Bob's Burgers the Venture Brothers big fan Deborah Tarika, and Such can be fan. seen most recently in the final season of You're the Worst he's uh, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram the Instagram at P.F. Tom pumpkins p-f-t-o-m-p-k-i-n-s the you're, no, reading you're it. the worst you're reading it paul thank you very much thank for joining so us thank you for having me this is a ball thanks for listening to this particular album is very very important to me like us on facebook and follow us on instagram at this particular album follow us on twitter at particular album the show is produced by me deborah Tarika, ryan Middledorf, and everyone at campfire media Artwork by James Mulholland. Music by... Ugh, stop talking about yourself. See you next time. My name is Will Hines,
3: and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book,
0: which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media.
3: Campfire.